This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at LifeWay Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as future camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. Welcome to another episode of our Known Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Prawl, and we are beginning a brand new unit of study with this particular podcast. It's a unit called Count On It. For the next four weeks, we are going to look at questions and issues related to the topic of integrity. This is a part of one of our own units, which is helping students begin to own their faith. And and we're going to look from this whole big, broad picture that, that God is a God whose part of his character is that of integrity. We're going to look at some issues related to that. And then as we own our faith, how we should live out integrity in our own lives. I've got a guest in the studio with me today. Jeff Pratt is here with me. Jeff, how are you? Rick, I'm doing great. How are you, buddy? Good. Those of you who have listened to our podcast have heard Jeff before. And uh, Jeff, for those that are just brand new to what we're doing with our podcast, why don't you just take a moment and tell folks a little bit about what you do here at LifeWay. Sure. I am uh, currently the director of student ministry training and events, uh, which means that I have responsibility for uh, all the events that we do for students, uh, including all of our FUGE camps. Um, uh, youth, youth Workers Conference that we do in September uh, for leaders. Looking forward to that coming up. And then as well as training that we provide. So anything that we do from a training perspective as well as online training. Uh, so it's a, just a great opportunity to, to work with students as well as leaders. Well, good. And you mentioned online training. And I wanted to take just a second because there's something brand new that you guys are doing in your area that really relates to what we're doing with Known as well. Why don't you talk just a little bit about the uh, video training that you guys are doing related to Known? It is. Uh, we're very excited about kind of the web show that we're doing. It's a weekly web show. Uh, you can find that at lifeway.com slash developing students. And uh, it's an opportunity for us uh, weekly uh, to to record and to talk about and to help people understand how to use known. Uh, we have a game segment there where we, we show a game that somebody could use every Wednesday night. Uh, we have a focus on segment where we try to focus on a particular area of ministry for student uh, pastors and workers. Uh, I'm really excited about the known piece because it gives us a chance uh, to put the two-page spread up on a screen right. and then telestrate some things that we feel like are important for teachers to use in class. So. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just a great opportunity for us to get, pour into youth workers on a weekly basis. Well, good. Well, good deal. Well, folks, and as you're listening to this uh, audio podcast, if you want to check out that video, uh, go ahead and check that out. It's a it's a great tool. I've looked at it. I really like the uh, whole thing you're talking about with the Telestrator. Uh, it's kind of cool. So That's a cool toy, man. It took me a little while to figure it out, but it's <laughs> it really uh, is. pretty cool. Well, Jeff, uh, we're jumping into this whole unit of integrity. And, and this first week, this first question, really for a lot of what we do with Known, the first session every month is really that general overview session. And this mm-hmm. one really helps set the tone for what we're going to talk about because our question is, how does God demonstrate his integrity? And, and when we think of integrity, I, I think a lot of us, we don't think about God first, but as Christians emulating and expressing the character of God, those character traits in our own lives, and we're called to live lives of integrity, you know, points that God is a God of integrity. And so we're going to take right. this session, we're going to look at four life principles related to this whole idea that integrity is a part of God's character. Um, and then, therefore, in the next few sessions, we're going to look at how does that impact our lives? Uh, so, Jeff, we're kind of in three different scripture passages this week. The first one is Numbers twenty three nineteen, and we're looking at this life principle that that God doesn't lie as a part of this character trait of, of demonstrating integrity. What do you see there in that verse? 
to me, what's interesting is just that whole concept of thinking about God and integrity. I, I think it's – I don't think students really think about God having character qualities. Right. I think they just think about God being this this uh, this huge – Big uh, force. Big force, out of yeah. touch. Right. And, and, you know, when you start assigning um, character qualities to God, it, it to me, it helps them begin to understand that God's a very personal God. That's right. And, and and I think this issue of integrity, you know, when I think of integrity, I think about really it's the platform you began from for me. Uh, God is very resolute. God is who he is. He stands for what he stands for, and he acts from that. Right. And so I think sometimes we, we teach integrity from the standpoint of if something we attempt to do right. instead of what we are. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, and, things that we attempt to do and things we attempt not to do. Exactly, so, right. exactly. Instead of just saying this is who we are and we flow from that. Right. And so I, th- I think when you look at you know verse 19 for me, uh, it, it – it, it states what God is not. God is not a man who lies or a son of man who changes his mind. Well, why is that? Because God is just resolute. God is who he is, right. and he acts from that. And so I, I think for us to help students understand that you know, God doesn't lie because he struggles with lying and like, oh, I'm not going to do it. You know, I, oh, gosh, I, you know, I made it that, that, through that day without lying. Right. It's, just who, it's just who he is. He's resolute in truth. And so yeah. when you stand that way – Lying just really isn't an option. Yeah. Well, and that's a really good way to lay that out. It's not something that we're having to fight against. It just becomes a part of who we are. Exactly. I like the last part of that verse, too. He says, does he not speak and not act? Right. I mean, what you're talking about is like, you know, when God says something, that he's going to do something, you know that he's going to do it. He says, you know, does he promise and not fulfill? Right. No. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, which I think really leads right into that next point. Great. You know, as far as thinking about God keeping his promises. That's right. I I mean, you know, why does God, you know, again, when, when we think about making promises, a lot of times we make promises based on what we hope can happen or, or what we think could happen. Right. You know, a promise from God is just a statement of fact because of who God is. That's right. And so the reason God keeps his promises is because he's a God of integrity because he's resolute in what he believes. He stands on truth. So, you know, a promise is just a result of who God is. That's right. Yeah, and, and I just you know you, you think sometimes for us as parents when we've broken promises to our kids, and you know I think a lot of times we get ourselves in trouble because we make promises based on what we hope can happen. Right? Uh, can we go to Disney World this year? Man, yeah, I, I promise we can make that happen. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, you know things may happen, and, and and that may not that may not come true. I mean, we, we, you know, we'll we'll say those things because we really can't speak on a platform of truth, right? Uh, because we don't know what's going to happen. When God speaks something, he knows it's going to happen. That's right, yeah. And so him keeping his His promises, to me, again, goes back to not something he does, is who he is. That's right, yeah. And those first two life principles, God doesn't lie and God keeps his promises, we're going to come back and revisit those in the in the sessions to come related specifically to how does that impact us? What should that look like in our lives? The next life principle really, again, underscores everything that we're talking about in these first two. We're going to jump over to James chapter 1, verse 17, looking at this life principle that that God is unchanging and and leaders as you're looking at this we've got this whole Barbie timeline in the in the student book and you might be thinking what's the deal with Barbies uh, and from our standpoint the visual that we laid out there was that over the years from the 50s all the way through you know 2010 2011 Barbies have changed every year they've they've had a different look but when we look at scripture it tells us that God is unchanging we see that in Hebrews but also here in this passage what do you see there in verse 117 in James well, first of all, Rick, you know, just the fact that you mentioned Barbies, um, for me, I may want to talk about G.I. Joe's <laughs> there you say, go. And, and instead of Barbies. Uh, but even on that, it got a little complex because my dad 
would never let me have a G.I. Joe as a kid <laughs> because he didn't want me playing with dolls. That's but right. anyway, you know, to me, what's interesting about that, again, it gives us, and I know in known the first session, we always try to create that theological foundation for right. the truth that we're teaching. I mean, th- th- this is really a great way to, to kind of think about wrapping up that theological foundation because if God is unchanging, then that means if all these things we've talked about flow from who he is, that never changes. That's right. So, you know, one of the reasons why, going back to our Disney World illustration, you know, if I promise my kids in February that, we're, that we can go to Disney World, well, by the time June comes around and it's 95 degrees, 105 in Florida, <laughs> right. dude, I may change my mind. You know, I may say, yeah, I don't think I really want to do that. So, we're not, you know, we're not going to make that happen. God doesn't change. God is God is who he is. You know, the, the, the comfort level that I have is that what God said 2,000 years ago is still true today. Right. And the reason why is because he just, he never changes. That's right. You know, and again, I think it's because truth doesn't change. Right. You know, he is truth. Truth doesn't change. So I think that's a great foundation for me to know. And what he said 2,000 years ago, I can believe it today. That's right. Well, and that verse even says that, that, you know, that there's no variation, right. not even a little bit, and there's not even a shadow cast of turning. I mean, yeah. not even just this little bit that he right. is completely faithful and true and unchanging, um, which I think for us as humans, we have a hard time grasping that because we aren't that way. And we see so many examples of, you know, we're in a political year this year and we see so many examples of, of changeableness um, right. that, that God is unchanging. Sometimes it's hard to get a hold of. Right. Well, it is. And I, and I love, I would encourage our teachers to really use that picture, that word picture there right. uh, that you brought up. Because when you think about that, uh, a shadow cast by turning, you know, sometimes it takes just a little bit of turn right. uh, for that sunlight to hit and cast a different type of shadow. And, and, I just think it's a great word picture to help our students understand that, that yeah. there's nothing like that in God. There's no inkling of changing in God. That's right. Um, you know, he's just, he's that true to who he is. And the last thing that we're going to look at this week, that last <clears throat> life principle, God is true in First John five twenty. Uh, what do you see there in that verse that helps us get to that point? Yeah, I tell you, you, get, you guys have, have really used a great illustration there, you know, talking about five ways to spot a fake Rolex. Right. <laughs> uh, that's, that, that's awesome because I think there are a lot of things out there in the world today that are copies. You know, a couple of things that, that I've done in the past is that I've, I've collected and fooled with old watches. I've fooled with old pocket knives. And, you know, one of the things I had to learn pretty quickly just like this was, you know, how do you spot a fake? Right. You know, how do you know something is, uh, isn't real? And, and probably more in knives because in old pocket knives, guys will take blades and interchange them and, and all this kind of stuff. So you really have to know what you're looking at. It, it's scary to think right. that, like, for example, I would walk into a flea market for, for – for lack of better words, and there would be guys, and they have tables of knives set up. And I would ask a guy, I said, is this, uh, for example, is this a case double X, uh, which is an older knife? And he would look at me and he would say, it is what it is. <laughs> and I would <laughs> say, well, is. Is, it, is it real? Is it true? He would say, it is what it is. Hmm. So he wouldn't tell me that it wasn't a case double X, but he wouldn't tell me that it was. Right. Because again, you know, he he, he just had no, you know, no, has no integrity. I mean, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, you know, one of the great things about God is that we can be assured that what we look at, what we see, it's true. Right. You know that that there's there's no chance that we can look in God and go. Well, I wonder if that's true or not. Right. I wonder if that is what that is. You know, they were. I learned how to pick up when I would look at an old pocket knife, and I would even though it said something. There were saying things I could look at to say, yeah, that's that that's not that. You know, right. somebody's kind of gone in and they've changed some things. Man, with God, 100% guarantee that I can look at him, I can read his word, and know that exactly what it says is true. Right. And there's a ton of comfort in that. Oh, yeah. I think one of the things I like about this verse, too, is that when you look at where it is and who wrote it, this is John writing this, yep. that 
that Jesus Christ, he is the true God and eternal life. He had all the background of the Old Testament scriptures right. and knew all that. And he said he is the true and eternal God, uh, you know, that, that he based that on what he experienced with Jesus. So, right. I mean, some really cool stuff in this passage. And, and that's a great point that you bring up right there toward the end. You know, the manifestation of that is Jesus. Right. You know, as, as we look at God being true, all the things that we've talked about God, the reason we know that to be true is because we can look at the human manifestation of who God is, and that's Jesus Christ, that's right. and say all these things that, we, that, that the Scripture says about God, we see it manifested in Christ, exactly. which gives us a great example. Well, leaders, thanks for joining us this week. Our question again this week is, how does God demonstrate his integrity? The point that we're getting to is that integrity is a part of God's character. We looked at four life principles to help underline that, is that God doesn't lie, God keeps his promises, God is unchanging, and God is true. Join us again next week because we're going to begin to switch this back around now to how does this apply to my life and how do I live this out? We're going to look at the question, why should I live a life of integrity? So join us again next week. (laughs) 